Welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question. Is your sleep making you tired? I'm your host, Tara Clancy. Join me each week for the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you banish counterfeit sleep and have more energy, increased productivity, and a reflection in the mirror you love. Go ahead and subscribe and you'll get each new episode as soon as it goes live. If your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. A high-performance workforce starts with high-performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the Sleep Performance Assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R sleep.com. The Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, Season 1, Episode 60. We bring you another episode in our Executive Leadership Insights series. And I hope that name doesn't scare you off. After all, aren't we all leaders in our lives? Especially now, in this ever-changing environment, where the level of change is magnified to a degree unlike anything we've ever seen before. We can't do work the way we used to. We can't do the grocery store the way we used to. We can't even do school the way we used to. And doesn't it make it particularly challenging to lead when the goalposts keep changing? Setting the course, despite the growing uncertainties in every aspect of our lives, is daunting. And yet, we see leaders who have adapted and are having incredible success. How does that happen? What do these leaders know and do? To help us answer these questions, we talk with Roxanne Kaufman, President and CEO of Pro Laureate. As you'll hear Roxanne explain, every one of us is born with 0.2 milligrams of gold in our bodies. That's right, gold, real gold. And Roxanne is a leadership gold miner. She helps individuals, teams, and organizations discover, unleash, and develop their 0.2 milligrams of gold. She believes this is where our own individual leadership potential lies. And when we find the courage and determination to dig it out, we develop as leaders. In this conversation, Roxanne tells us how to mine that gold and propel our leadership at work and at home. Listen and learn when responsive action is better than reactivity. How to hit pause in those most challenging moments in the simplest way. And where to find the biggest innovation in mining your gold and the gold of those you lead. Let's listen in to this empowering conversation with Roxanne Kaufman of Pro Laureate. Hello, Roxanne, and welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast. Oh, Tara, thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. Been looking forward to it. And I have been looking forward to our conversation as well, Roxanne. 
I'm familiar with your work in leadership development and what you do resonates deeply with all of us here on the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast because we provide eye-opening solutions for common problems. And right now we have a common problem that it's a, that is really a burden to most everyone. And it's this ever-changing environment. And I don't know about you, but I think it's a level of change that is magnified to a degree unlike anything we've ever seen before. I mean, really, people can't work the way they used to. People can't travel the way they used to. People can't even go to the grocery store the way they used to. I mean, you name it, and it has changed. And that makes it particularly challenging for leaders I mean, they're the ones who are tasked with setting the course despite this uncertainty in every aspect of our lives. And yet we have leaders who have adapted and are having incredible success in their organizations. It's like, despite this gray cloud, there is a definite silver lining. And from what I know about your work in leadership, Roxanne, this silver lining idea really comes into play in, in what you do. So can we get into that a little bit um, as we talk? Can, maybe we can start with what are you seeing and hearing in your work? Um, and then if you can give us your insights on, on what you're seeing and hearing, and then we'll wind up with some concrete strategies for people to use so they can find success despite this ever-changing environment. So that's a load, I know. So why don't yeah. we start? <laughs> why don't we start with what you are seeing and hearing? I'm going to immediately reference something you said in the very beginning of your beautiful introduction, Tara. Uh, two things that I'm seeing and hearing about all of the time are quicksand and uh, an incredible change in our wardrobe face masks. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> Just a simple I never it. thought of it as a wardrobe item, but you're exactly right. Well, yeah. It has. It's become a thing, right? And that's, yeah. I say that lightly, but it has a very deep impact on, on everything that you just mentioned, right? That's just one small thing that has changed in all of our lives, regardless of who we are, where we work, what our titles are, what we do, any of that. We're all walking on quicksand right now. It's shifting sand. It's either blowing or it's sinking or it's something, but it's changing all of the time. And I have seen from A to Z and beyond the differences in individuals, both in work and personally in their lives and the way they're responding to it. I would share that the folks that I see that are able to adjust, able to manage the sand under their feet and delightfully go out and shop for masks. <laughs> That's all a metaphor, guys. It's all a metaphor, but to some truth to it as well. Are the ones who are staying very open to it, very responsive and not reactive, and also taking care of themselves as we go through this and recognizing the, the broader universe of what's happening to all. None of us have been here before, Tara, none of us. We, we haven't experienced this before. We don't know what's right and wrong. We don't know if we're making right decisions or wrong decisions. That's when it becomes so important that we genuinely know who we are authentically, mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. our purpose is, <clears throat> pardon me, where we come from, what our values are, because this is when we really need to pause and reflect and go deep into those things so that we can look at the ever-changing world we live in and say, okay, I have no idea what to do, but this is what 
seems to be right, feels right. When I think about the people in my organization, the people in my team or my family and myself, what are they needing? What am mm. I needing? Yeah, and how yeah. can I provide that in a way that they can hear it and Perfect. use it? Yeah, two, two things I want to say there. First, I'm so glad that you say people in your organization and in your family, because a lot of times we think, um, all right, we're having success at work um, and, and we're putting all our energy into having that success. And then it leaves us a, a bit on empty, if you will, for, for the family stuff. So I'm so glad you're talking about both of those pieces. And, and the other thing I'd like to ask you, when you say, uh, and I love the phrase about, um, you know, being responsive, not reactive. Can you just get, get into that a little bit, what you mean there? Maybe give us an example. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, when, okay, let's say that you are an employee in a company and the, the first response to the pandemic was, all right, everybody, we're in it together. Let's hold hands and cross the street. And by April, we'll be through this. And then we'll be back to normal. And then everybody reacts to that with great joy and ease. And we hold hands and we cross the street together and, we safe and we're safe and we get to the other side and it's worse. And we go, oh, no. Now we start to hold our breath. Mm. Now we're reacting to it. It's like, well, well, wait a minute, this, this was supposed to be done. Now it's June, now it's August. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We're getting in deeper and, and we're, we're reacting to it emotionally instead of, and with all the, the bombardment and barrage of news and, and the, the experts in the fields who are doing their, everybody's doing their best or let's assume that they are, let's give them that grace and trying to understand what to do next. And we become very reactive because this becomes very emotional. It becomes very emotional. Now we can't go to work. Now we have to be at home. I don't have a room to work in. I'm in the bathroom. I'm in the basement. I'm in a closet. I'm in the attic. And there's still all the responsibilities that we had before still exist. Mm -hmm. So all of this we're reacting to in the moment and trying to fix it and really trying to pull ourselves back into how we operated before. But yet all that's gone. So the response to that is pause. Just hit pause, look around, pick your head up, look at, the or look at the universe, your organization, all of it, your family and say, okay, there's only so much I can do here, but what I can do needs to have impact. We need to um, transform ourselves and respond to what's happening now while staying, staying healthy and staying mindful in our body, mind, and heart, mm. and paying attention to those three critical things, whether it's an organizational mind, body, heart, an individual, a team, a family, whatever, we need to really respond to that. And as you and I know, improvise, right? Yeah, yeah, Look yeah. at the, you know, how can we innovate this? How can we improvise this? We're all born improvisers. We just don't know it, but it's yeah. the innovation piece that comes in. How could we do this differently? And that's what I see in the leaders that I work with throughout organizations at, at all levels in an organization. Mm. Leaders at, at the top that are making the decisions are faced with exactly the same circumstances that everyone else in the organization is, except there's a little bit more pressure there for them to make the Absolutely. right decisions because it impacts so many people. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you're talking about that and describing, you know, being responsive, responsive rather than reactive, uh, it brings to mind the analogy that you 
mentioned before about being in the shifting sands, right? When, when you feel, or quicksand, when you feel that lack of stability below you and everything is just, you know, almost falling out beneath your feet, you do get to a place where, um, you know, you, you almost can end up strictly in survival mode. And, and what you're saying is, right, get to that point of, of saying, okay, let me, let me kind of, uh, hold my, you know, breathe for a second, take the time. Uh, you know, it, it also reminds me of a story I heard once about a, um, a runner, some like competitive runner who was going to be competing in something up in, in Alaska, some kind of run in Alaska. And this guy was, you know, a warm weather. He lived in a warm weather climate, like maybe Southern California or something like that. And so he had the real big challenge of figuring out how could he train in conditions that would be, you know, what he'd experienced where the event was, but be able to do that at home so that he could indeed, you know, practice and, and train. Yeah. So what did he end up doing? He ended up deciding to jog on the beach, uh, but rather than just jogging, you know, barefoot or sneakers, he actually sna- uh, strapped snowshoes to his feet. Gosh. So that, oh my you know, gosh. so he, it's just like, you're just talking about, you know, improvise there, innovate. We, we all are going to always come into situations where the, the sands are shifting beneath us and we may feel like we're in quicksand, but if we put our energy instead into thinking, okay, That's all right, right. it's almost like acceptance, right? Okay. This is where I, I am right now. What, what can I do about it? Right. And, you know, puts that energy into a, a positive kind of direction of, uh, you know, an innovative kind of thing. Yeah. I'm smiling because I have a quick story to share Yeah, a yeah. very, very similar thing, not quite as dramatic, but um, when the pandemic first hit and of course all the work that I do is, is in person or has been traditionally prior to pandemic it's group work, it's individual work, it's a lot of travel, it's all of that speaking and, and so forth. So this hit, and I thought, oh my goodness, I have all these group sessions coming up. How am I going to do this? So I ramped up my technology a little bit, and I'm not a technology person. But one thing that I was struggling with was, okay, I have this office in a spare bedroom in my house. How do I make this a learning lab, a studio, a place where people can come in and feel warm and, and, and comfortable and safe to dive into this leadership development. One of the problems that I had was I couldn't find a stand-up desk that worked for me. I'd been through three of them uh-huh. and they were all clunky and awful and terrible and didn't work. I was sitting there one day holding my head like this and say, what am I going to do? I can't do this sitting down. I've got to create the energy with people. I've got to stand up. So I went down to the kitchen and I started rummaging around. I have pictures of this that I share with people sometimes. This was early on in the pandemic. And I found this fabulous big bread basket and a lobster pot. So I brought them all up to my office. I turned the bread basket upside down, put the lobster pot upside down on top of the bread basket. And my monitor fit perfectly right at my eye level. So that for is- months, for like a year, my uh, everything I was looking at was like wires and all this stuff and a lobster pot and a basket. And, nobody, and the background was all beautiful and all of this. And then I would then I would show them the pictures of what I was looking at. Uh-huh. Everybody would fall out. And, and, and the lesson here is exactly what we're talking about. I was like, guys, don't try to work with what you have. Work with what you don't create something. Yes. Just think about what do I need? What is the impact? What is the purpose of it? How do I want to engage others with this? Look around you. 
there's something there that's going to work. The yeah, lobster absolutely. pots and bread baskets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's making me want lunch. <laughs> that's yes. perfect. I also, you know, I heard um, uh, somebody wrote a book once where they interviewed uh, uh, people who had been in real life or death situations. Uh, you know, one I remember uh, in particular was somebody who was in a ship off the coast of um, like, Newfoundland or something like that way up in, in the Atlantic, cold, cold waters. And whatever happened with the ship, it, it, um, turned over, uh, you know, it was, it was floating. Everybody was now who was in the ship was now in the water, you know, and hanging and, and this, um, this person who survived said, you know, what I did was I, I gave myself 10 second increments. And I said, what am I going to do for the next 10 seconds? I'm going to hold on to the side of this ship. And then after 10 seconds, he was like, oh, I, I achieved that. What am I going to do for the next 10 seconds? I'm going to hold on with my other hand to this side and went through hours and hours just giving himself small successes in this truly. Yeah. And, and he did survive, you know, so it really kind of speaks to exactly what we're talking about. You may be in a situation that is really bad, maybe not quite as, as dramatically life or death as, as that gentleman's, but but the way you respond, right. How you're responsive, like you said, is, um, is the difference. I mean, imagine if he had been reactive, uh, and started, Oh my God, I'm here. And you freak. And then, you know, nothing, nothing good is going to come from that. So I think that's, I think that's a wonderful, um, you know, um, wonderful metaphor. I love, I love the way you, um, you know, build that into that. So if you're seeing this idea of, um, you know, really having to be, um, to get into this mindset of being responsive rather than reactive, um, can you give us a little bit more? Because I know you've been, Uh, Let me put it this way. A lot of people have pivoted as a result of this pandemic, right? Making changes that they never thought they would. But I know that your transformational leadership work is not a pivot. You've been progressing in this for years and years and and you're... Um, the, your priorities that you recognize for leadership development have really evolved over time through your work. Uh, it's even what you mentioned a little bit before that the mind, the heart, the body piece. Can, can you tell us a little bit about your philosophy there and the evolution there, uh, how you got to where you are really? A high performance workforce starts with high performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the sleep performance assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R sleep.com. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it's been over, um, gosh, it's a lifetime. You know, when you get to this, this place where you begin to understand things at such a, um, a, a, a really level of change for yourself and for other people. It's a lifetime that it just continually evolves and evolves and evolves. And if you're paying attention and looking at that and reflecting on that, then it starts to manifest itself into something. And that's, that's what my, my journey has been and continues to be. So um, I'm going to start with another short story and then tie it back to exactly what you're asking for, Tara. So I was watching the, the opening ceremonies of the Olympics. This was three or four Olympics ago. And there was a commercial that came on. It was very, very dramatic, a man's voice. And to make it very brief, 
there were these beautiful images of athletes in, in different situations. And in the background was this exploding volcano and then um, a woman boxer fencing um, men on the gymnastic rings, um, uh, women uh, on the track, on and on and on. And he's talking about, and rivers and streams. So all the elements of the earth. And the, the announcer is talking about the ancient elements of the earth carbon, magnesium, oxygen, and that all of human bodies contain these same elements, including gold. Hmm. We have the ancient element of gold. We're born with it. 0.2 milligrams of it, the majority of which lies in the heart of every single human being. Really? Yeah. And I've checked on the science. The science says that. So I, my head kind of blew up a little bit when I watched this and I was actually working on a leadership development program for a client when I saw it and I jumped up out of my chair and I said, that's it. That's where leadership begins. It begins with, it's all about self leadership first. This is how the transformation begins. We must understand who we are as a human and as a leader and it starts in my mind, the metaphor, the metaphorical part of it is the 0.2 milligrams is that nugget of leadership that we are all born with. It's our potential. Mm -hmm. It's our abilities. It's our skills. It's the learned stuff and the DNA stuff all mixed into one. And what are we going to do with that? At the end of this commercial, they show a woman in a shot put going around and this announcer is saying, it's the gold in the heart and only the courageous and the brave and that dedicated can dig it out to become a champion. And my tagline has always been emerge as a champion because we emerge from ourselves first and then to our first degree of partners and people, then to, to our, our organization and our teams and our partner, the organization as a whole, the community as a whole, and the world as a whole. Mm. This is how transformation takes place. And when you think about that, it happens in, with, with the inherent and the intrinsic blend of two things, left brain, right brain. Mm. Left brain is our analytical. This is the stuff that we get done. It's the work. It's the job. It's the job description. It is the tactical, the, the, the step-by-step, the little bits of hanging onto the boat one hand at a time, right? Every 10 yeah. seconds. Yeah. That's the stuff we do. But the impact is made by the way we do it. And that's the leadership piece. It's so much of my work has always been surrounded in the phrase soft skills. And I cringe every time I hear that uh -huh. leadership is not a soft skill. It is a power skill mm, and everything yes. that goes into that it's empowerment and it's power. And this is not just pie in the sky. This is psychologically researched the behavior that we have when we as leaders, and that has nothing to do with your title, your position, your authority, your power. And, we are all born a leader. It just depends upon if and how, and if we have the capacity and the opportunity to develop that. And then we get to guide what that becomes. Mm. That's where the transformation begins. So when I work with, and I work with large groups, small groups, large organizations, nonprofits, it's kind of all over the place. But people are people. Organizations just gravitate to an organic way of being. And so there's a lot of similarity there. And when you see people begin to go, oh, wow, I, I, I can't do that. I can't inspire others. I can walk my talk. I can challenge things in a positive way. So we can kind of test the waters to see what really works and what doesn't. And we do it as a team, not as egos. 
but as people all together working toward a common vision, right? And then we help others to learn what they need to know based on what we've learned so far. We in turn learn back from them. Absolutely. All the while encouraging the heart, right? And and I mean that it doesn't, it just is is a recognition of the value that people bring to the relationship, to the team, to the organization, to the family, to the partnership, to the marriage, to the friendship, whatever it is. Be appreciative of that. Let people know how much that means to them and how much it means to you. We do more of that. And I know I'm going on a bit, interrupt me if need be, but Especially right now, Tara, one of the things that I'm realizing and seeing so much in the organizations that I work with and the groups that I work with, there is a growing um, lack of recognition Mm. and of, I don't know quite how to say, it's recognition and that pause to say, man, you knocked that out of the park, Tara, Mm. great work. It takes two seconds. Leading is not in addition to anything else you're doing. It's the how you're doing everything that you are. Oh, beautiful distinction there. Definitely. Um, and and two two things that came to mind while you were talking. One first that that, that sort of that idea of those concentric rings that you described, where you are right. at the center and that self leadership. You're absolutely right. I mean, the, the 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 visual is beautiful. I can see it's like those um, the pebble in the water idea. Wherever exactly. whatever you have inside and how you've come to view the way you lead yourself. That's what's going outward. And, you know, yeah. And, and so um, that brings me to the second point where that you alluded to also with, with, you know, the, the way uh, the, the, uh, the climate now, I would say we have the great resignation or the great reshuffle, whatever you, whatever your orientation is on that. But what is the big driver of that? So many people are saying they are looking to get to a place where they are working in an environment where they feel that fulfillment and, and appreciation and all the things that you mentioned. So, I mean, right there, if we, if we're getting into, if we want to segue even into concrete strategies, that's a perfect one that you brought up right there, just the way you're appreciating people um, is going to make the difference between whether they are, um, you know, you know, quote unquote, happy in their workplace or go- going to leave to look for some better option, you know, and, so, it, and it starts with self that that as well. So the most important thing is, is what is your superpower? What is your lane, right? You got to step back. And now as a perfect, and that's what a lot of people are doing, I think. Maybe they don't even realize they're doing it, but they're stepping back and saying, wait a minute, I've been doing this for 20 years. Do I even like it? Yeah. Is this really what I'm the best in the world at doing? I'm so glad you said that because that brings us back to that idea of that silver lining from this gray cloud. Like it has taken us in, in my mind, I don't know if you agree with this, but the changes that we um, endured because of, of this, this whole situation has, um, has really allowed a pause a lot of, in a a lot of ways to, to let us get to this thinking that we couldn't really do when we were on the treadmill all the time and running, right? right. Right. Just people who ended up working from home and then therefore didn't have that, 
you know, half hour, 60 minute commute every day, that that's frees up a lot of time. So I think a lot of people have gotten to this, this, as I said, this silver lining, this point of reflection to say, wait a second, is, is this really what I want to be doing? And, uh, and, and therefore have decided, wow, I should be doing something uh, a little bit different. One other thought I wanted to, to mention, as you talked about, um, you know, the energy that you have to, to work with people, to lead people, lead yourself and lead then, you know, in those concentric uh, rings, as we talked about, I mean, that really resonates with me as well. Um, As you know, I'm a sleep strategist and, you know, when the way I look at it is that people bring, they have so much energy that they can bring to the table for their daily tasks. Right. And if you're lucky enough to get high performance sleep every night, then you wake up with a fully charged battery every day that you can bring to all the things that you have to do. But because counterfeit sleep is so prevalent, I mean, 50% yeah. of men and 25% of women are dealing with it and have no idea, right? That doesn't include the people who are dealing with insomnia or right. you know things like that. So, so many, so many people are going through their days with this partially charged battery, you know, like a, like a cell phone in low power mode. And that absolutely impacts the energy with which they can lead themselves. And then, you know, of course, uh, get out, you know, out to the other people that they want to lead. So it just, you know, it really struck me. And I wanted to just mention that, that sleep piece on there. Um, so, wow, I think, I think just terrific. I, I, I think you've been so insightful. And, and like I said, even that concrete strategy, um, you know, of, of really making sure that you are taking the time to breathe and, and reflect, like you said, being responsive rather than reactive kinds of things. And then learning to self lead. That's the most important starting point, uh, for anything. I think those are all terrific. Um, before we transition into, uh, to our end, our end of our, our conversation, I'd like to ask you two questions that I ask each guest on the counterfeit sleep podcast. So the first one is, um, a creative one and it's, you know, knowing everything that, you know, and having gone through the evolution that you have really, and you, you know, your understanding of transformation and leadership and all of that, um, Roxanne, what message would you want want to put up on a billboard to help people get what you really think they need to get? And and of course, you know, with a billboard, people drive by it pretty quickly and it's a pretty small piece of real estate. So with, with that in mind, what message would you put up on a billboard? <laughs> well, the first one word, that comes to mind and I see it in great big block letters is simply breathe. Mm. We forget to breathe. Talk about not sleeping well, that we forget to how to sleep. We forget how to breathe. Right. And it's, it's been a struggle. I mean, I have um, good friends who are in the meditation business and in all of that. And I'm not very patient with all of that, but the one thing they have taught me is how important it is to really identify your breath. So breathe. If it were a bigger billboard, and I could put a few words together, I would say, uh, and this is more in line with um, probably the work that we do, although I think it matters at home too, is that lead with your heart and get stuff done. Mm. 
Mm. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. Because you could go, you could go off off the rails if you just walk around. Left brain, yeah. right brain. It's the perfect balance, you know. And yeah. one one more thing, I, and just not to belabor your billboard question, but but I I wanted to share that one of the changing one. A client said something to me a couple of years ago that absolutely flipped a switch in my brain. And it allowed me to realize, to become aware of this is so important. And especially during this time, these last couple of years that we've been through, and I think more people are doing this, whether they're aware of it or not. She said to me, Roxanne, this isn't the work you do. You are the work. This is who you are. Mm. And I think when we get to that place where we have we've re, we have reflected and we have responded and we we are breathing and we are sleeping and we wake up and we look at all of this and we say what is it that what what's my purpose what am I all this and you go wait a minute I know what I do that is also who I am. Mm. Then you don't forget to breathe. You learn again how to sleep. You learn again how to smile. And you find way more innovation and ways to do things than you could before because the fog is cleared. Beautiful. Yeah. And then what an attractive leader that makes you because you've gotten to that place of, of peace and recognition and just kind of a, a certainty almost where, where I think when you have that, that certainty within yourself of like, I know how I respond in change in times of right. change. I mean, that's a completely different orientation than like, oh my God, what is coming my way next? You know, right, people, exactly. people, yeah, people are definitely attracted to that, um, you know, that, that kind of, uh, what's the right word for it's, it? It's just, it's self-actualization. It's, yes. it's, self -con it's just knowing yourself so that when you are in the company of other, others, whether you're in a group leading, whatever, you're not thinking about you, you're bringing all of that to them. And the world is suddenly focused on the people who are right there with you. You don't, you're not even in there now. You're not even not, you don't even have to think about yourself. You're in your zone. Yes. Now you're in theirs yes. and you're going to bring all of your wisdom and, and everything that you have to offer to them, to help them level up in their lives. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's yeah. Cool. I, I think when all else fails, right. You said self-actualization when all else fails, turn to Maslow because he's got it. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I know the absolutely. hierarchy, man. Perfect. <laughs> well, this I love it, and we would we would absolutely give you three billboards to get all that on there because I think they all have extreme merit. We'll we'll put them successively. You know, just would breathe, just breathe yeah. will do. Just do that. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's funny. A lot of the work that uh, the work that I do involves three things. Uh, it's, it's the three Bs, right? To help with sleep, you need three things: yeah, breathing, um, body mechanics. And behaviors and the there breathing you go. is such a huge piece that um, yeah. we we push it to the back of our uh, our functioning because it has to be. We can't rely, uh, you know, we can't devote our cognitive resources to breathing all day. But in that trade off, we end up picking up some pretty pretty bad bread. Uh, excuse me, we end up picking up some pretty bad habits that really do impact us down the line. So uh, I'm I'm completely on board with the breathe um, bulletin board. Uh, Billboard. Okay. So uh, very last question for you, Roxanne. Can you tell us how would someone connect with you? Oh, sure. Uh, through my, um, mo my website, uh, you can uh, connect with me directly through that. It's www.prolaureate.com. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And uh, my email is rkaufman, K-A-U-F-M-A-N at perlaureate.com. Okay, beautiful. I will put uh, both of those in the show notes so that um, people can find you easily. And I thank you so much, Roxanne, for taking the time to share, you know, your thoughts and your really, I think, really deep insights that are profoundly uh, beneficial for for where we are right now and for helping people, you know, come through. Uh, get to the other side in, in the way that we, um, you know, that allows us to all be successful. So again, I really thank you for all you shared. Oh, and thank you for the opportunity to chat. Loved it, Tara. Thank you oh, so much. You're welcome. A high performance workforce starts with high performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the sleep performance assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H-I-P-E-R sleep.com. That ends this episode of the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question. Is your sleep making you tired? Follow us to get the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you take your counterfeit sleep journey. And leave us a review to help other people find us. Thank you. And remember, if your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>